Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Firm Focus Podcast. I'm Thad Mangalino, your peak performance coach, and thank you for listening. I started the Firm Focus Podcast to empower and equip individuals to achieve peak performance. My goal with you is I don't want this to be just another podcast. I want to try something different. The old way isn't working and it's on us to do what we need to do to strive. This is the time for you to make the decision and take action. Your 20 years from now starts today. Stay focused. Let's get it started. Jane Ewan is the go-to feminine embodiment coach and sacred sexuality teacher for the conscious modern women and female leaders. She is here to empower and champion women in owning their highest soul expansion, their heart's passion and wildest desires, their sovereign queen and power and the most orgasmic, ecstatic, open to God kind of relationship and intimacy. Jane believes in walking between worlds as a divine messenger and force of love on the planet, as well as a flawed and fumbling AF human that enjoys the simplicity of life, family, and friendship. Folks, help me welcome Jane Ewan. Here we go. Hey, Jane, welcome to the podcast. How you been? Oh, no, it's, uh, uh, you're most welcome. Um, the reason why I brought you in is because you and I, uh, as I said before, uh, before we started recording, that you and I walk in this uh, personal development multiverse, you know what I mean? Multiverse. Uh, multiverse. <laughs> and, um, and I like uh, the stuff that, you know, that you, you talk about because it's about, you know, like what I think too, it's about empowerment, um, creating your own outcome, manifesting something from nothing, you know, self-development, which is, you know, part of my, my core values as well. And so, um, uh, that re- really resonates with me. And mm. I know that you're the person to go to, the go-to person who can talk about feminine embodiment and sacred secu- sexuality. Um, I-, I can't talk about that because it's for, for women anyway, <laughs> for women anyway. Right. Uh, and you said, put on a wig. Oh, look, you don't want to see that. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> that is, that is important <laughs> to me, that's important. And, and I know many of the listeners, uh, you know, why would, would ask why I invited you. Uh, and that's the first thing you said to me as well. Like that, why do you want me on the podcast? I mean, first of all, um, you know, I believe in empowerment, as I said before, actualization and utilizing your superpower. All right. And I want you to speak to the 64% of the podcast audience, which is women. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I want you to utilize this mouthpiece, this uh, platform. And, and uh, I want, and uh, you know, I want to do it in a, in a respectful, uh, dynamic, interactive and uh, informative way. So um, that's the preamble thing. And, and folks listening in the car, um, don't listen to this while the kids are in the car. So um. <laughs> no, it's all good. Hey, hey, before, before, I mean, we're going to be giggling all night, but that's cool. Um, before we go deeper, how, how did, how did your journey lead you to where you are now? I'm curious. Um, where do I start? Mm. How much time we Anyway, um, mid-sentence. I don't know. doesn't matter. No, I'm kidding. Um, yep. so yeah, I came from a background of abuse, um, starting from a very young age with my family. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, at the age of 14, I got into an abusive relationship with my ex and um, that just destroyed me. Mm-hmm. And so at 21, when I left that relationship, I was just like, okay, new start, new beginning. And that started all my journey of like personal development and healing and working on my sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And since then... I've been on this path and only in the, probably the last six years or so really dive into feminine work. And it's also the recognition, like, you know, after so many years of doing personal development, like 
I recognize that mindset alone no longer is enough and that there are traumas being stored in the body and yeah that's the path and so I just went and work on a lot of my old stuff letting go release punch pillows and all of that and yeah like over the year just facilitate a lot of like women's circle working yep. one-on-one with women and yeah just really found my my passion my love mm. and it's actually like the super the superpower that I have actually came from my trauma and so I'm sitting here just like really deeply grateful for mm-hmm. my journey and yeah, just a privilege to be here, especially yeah. in this country at this time right now. Yeah. Yeah, to just really share, yeah, to share totally. with you guys. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I know that uh, I said this in a previous previous podcast that, you know, there are 7 billion people around the world and each and every one of them has a story to tell. Um, and the story that you have is unique. And look, I don't want to go in and delve into it as, you know, it's that's your story and you own that. But how how did you how did you push through it? Um, or what what was it like when when you're in the middle of it? Because you know when you're when you're up to eyeballs in 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 crap and shit, you don't you don't, you can't see see past it, right? So how did you what pushed you to get out? Talk me through it. Well, it took six years, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I probably knew it from probably six months in that yep. I should have left, but it took yep. me six years to leave. Yeah. Um. I think that was, you know, I don't know um, if you know much about like Dark Night of the Soul. So that was, you know, my journey, my, mm-hmm. my Dark Night of the Soul sort of moment. And it was just, you know, I think there was so much pain to a point where it was just like I was at the bottom and there was nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And so I went through periods where I thought about like, you know, killing myself mm. and ending this life because it was just too much. And so this is the thing, you know, when you are at the bottom, you have a choice to really like quit yeah. and, you know, run away or you face it and get out. And that's what I did. I was just like, okay. And it was just, it was funny because I remember just watching TV, just watching normal TV yep. and something just snapped in me and I was like, I need to pack my bags. I need I need to get out. Mm. It was just one of those moments when like nothing really triggered me. There was no like moment that was like, oh, this is it. You know, there was no like nothing meaningful on TV that tell me, okay, I need to get out. It was just one of those things that my body just like snapped. It's like and instinct. I'm like, okay, like the instinct just kicked in. Like your instinct yes. just kicked in. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's because but not a lot of women have uh what, what can I say with about it? They don't. If you're in an abusive relationship, they don't. They don't. Have, sometimes they don't have the power to it, and that's the reason why I invited you because a lot of people need to hear how to get past through that. I mean, I, I could talk to them, you know, about swish patterns and doing some NLP process or, or whatever, right? But it, it is when you're in the middle of it, it it's. It's totally different. We can't uh, associate ourselves with with what they're going through. And yeah. and I love how you turned it around and turned your the, the 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 trauma or what happened into something mm. that that empowered you and, and empowering others now for you know for a few years now. So yeah, I'm proud of you for doing that. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, the thing is, I guess like I I look back and I understand now why that happened. Yep. Because. Or especially when if you know any woman has been through abusive relationship like actually numbing out doesn't work yeah. telling yourself stories about like oh he loves you mm. but just one of those moments like you know getting state you're like getting stuck in the stories on the mind yep. won't get you out mm. actually feeling feel the pain because you know terry robin once said that we change for two reasons one which is pleasure yep and the other one is pain. Correct. And actually pain is a bigger leverage. Mm-hmm. And so if women are actually really disconnected and they live in this like foggy sort of place, then they can't move because there's no leverage. And for me, I was at the bottom. I felt so much pain that I had no other choice. It was like, all right, I need to get out. 
And so often we live in a society where we are constantly looking for comfort, whether it comes from food, retail therapy, you know, or children, um, Mm -hmm. drugs, alcohol, and, you know, porn and other kind of addiction. Mm -hmm. And actually we need to actually teach people how to deal with pain how to work around pain because pain is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's actually intelligence and wisdom from the body telling you something is going on. Something is not aligned. Change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And often we just numb out all the time, distracting ourselves. And we wonder like, why are we so fucking miserable mm-hmm. and depressed? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so much of my work now is actually teaching people how to feel, which yeah. is so bizarre, so bizarre. <laughs> Tell me more like, about that. How, how do you teach them to feel? <laughs> because it's, you know, when we were born, like it's natural for us to feel. Yep. But because of the kind of conditionings that we've had growing up. So, for example, for a lot of women, they've been conditioned to be the good girl. Mm-hmm. So the yes girl. And so they, when there's like, they feel angry, they actually shut it down because mom and dad told them, hey, you're being too emotional, you're being unreasonable, stop it. And so over time, men and women have learned to cap our emotions. Mm-hmm. We learn to shut them down. We learn to be okay, like put on a face and show the world smiling yeah. and we're okay. So true. And yeah, and it actually does a lot of damage to our own sense of self. Mm-hmm. Because if we keep putting on a mask and show the world how they want to see us, we never really feel or see ourselves or our true authentic self. And so part of this journey that I work with women is unlearn all those conditionings that tell women that they're too much, too crazy, too emotional, you know, too um too bossy mm-hmm. and actually learn to feel feel what's it like to like you know to to be connected to the body to feel open in the heart or even to feel pain a lot of women actually really numb and disconnected mm-hmm. they don't feel anything in the body and they're wondering like why the sex life is non-existent mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah, a lot of what I do is teaching women how to feel. Yes. Yeah. I know that there is a uh, a course that you're running, which is starting in what on the 25th of October, and yep. I think it's it's a it's a great thing to uh, to find out more about it as well. I mean, look on the show notes. I'll, I'll I'll leave the details so they can get in contact with you through IG and also on the website. And uh, I know that this is a culmination of your work for the last six years, right? Um, tell me more about it. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I love because um, the program's name is called Slut. And a lot of people ask me why I chose that yes. name. It's such a taboo word, right? Like you don't you don't call women that. Yeah, the, so the, the S word. The, 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 the... <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, parents, we've warned you to not let your kids listen to yeah, you. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Just two friends um, talking. All good. Yeah, so, well, I consciously chose the word mm-hmm. slut because that has been the word, has been a weapon used to control women's power and yeah. their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Because when a woman dress a certain way that yeah. is either provocative or you know, attractive or sexy, they've been judged as a slut. Mm. They've been called a slut. They've been labeled as a slut. And a lot of women actually, because of the fears of judgments, shut down their power, shut down their sexuality and expressions. Mm-hmm. And like the course focused a lot more on sexual power, but it's mm-hmm. so much more than just sex, right? Mm-hmm. Because... A woman's sexual power is her life force. Yep. It's a force yep. of creativity, force of healing. It's actually also how she expresses in the world. Mm-hmm. And so as we reclaim the work that's been thrown at us, mm-hmm. we're really reclaiming 
you know, S stands for sacred sexuality. Yeah. L stands for loving devotion of our heart as women. Mm -hmm. The U stands for unapologetic expressions of who we are and how we choose to show up in the world. Yeah. And the T stands for trust and surrender, not only, you know, you know, in relationship with men, but also to to the universe, you yeah. know, to God, to something much bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And through claiming this word, women steps more into empowerment and claim themselves as sacred. Yep. Yeah. I agree. That that the power of the women's sexuality, you know, the, the P word. The, the, whatever you call it, pecs, peck, peck, punani, whatever, or the precious, like Lord of the Rings, right? The men would, you know, would swim across the oceans and, and do whatever they can to, to get that pee, right? Break families and even so. A lot of women don't know the power that they have over over us men because we're, we're simple creatures, you know? Um, but I guess in what you're saying is, if you teach a woman how to, you know, find and embody her her true essence and, and use this power to express herself, am I going the right way with this? Like express yes. herself and, and use the power for good. You know, the, uh, Ben Parker said, "With great power comes great responsibility." Right? Responsibility. And if yes. and if they don't use it properly, it'll just ruin a lot of not just themselves but the people around them. Right? Yeah, so there are two things that usually happens when it comes to women's sexual power. Mm. So she either, so the, there's a underactive, which where the women, a lot of the time, most women will shut down, yep. you know, the sexuality, you know, shut down the way that, you know, she desires something or someone, they just shut it all down, close the shop. And the other one is the overactive, which is, it becomes a distortion. Women use power, sex power, mm -hmm. in way to control men. It creates distortion, manipulation. Let's so there's the true umbrella that can yeah. happen. Um, and none of this is conscious. Yeah, like a lot of these are unconscious patterns that happen. Okay, because women are actually not consciously choosing how they want to show up in the world. Mm. You know, we've been told. You be the good girl and that's how you get love. It's the old programming, isn't it? That's been embedded. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Mm, mm. And when it's so incredibly like amazing witnessing a woman claiming her sexual power or just power in general, the way that she chooses to express herself, like a lot of the time, this is the thing, like people think that women dress for men. And it's been the conditioning, like yeah. you need to dress a certain way to be sexy and beautiful because we've been conditioned that our love or our worth is dependent upon a man, a male's gaze. Yeah. And so if a man look at you, and this is back into like old days, like yeah. thousands and thousands of years ago, because here's the thing back in the day where men had to go out and hunt, right? Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot more deaths that happened because obviously, you know, predators and things. And so yeah. when men came back to the tribe, right, the only, I guess, purpose was to procreate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so to maintain the survival of the species. And so how a man then would choose a woman, there's a lot of competition that can yeah. happen, right? And so a man would then look at a woman's body mm -hmm. or her figure as an indicator for how fertile she is. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when a, back then, it's like when a woman got curves and thing, and, you know, women's curves has just been like in poetry for how many years now? Yeah. So many right? poems have been written about it. Yeah. Songs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because essentially the indicator of her feminine essence. And so men would then choose women based on look because yeah. back then, you know, we were simple creatures. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but then that's been happening for how long now? And so we're still in these modern times, yeah. still, you know, based on worth on a male's gaze. Yeah. 
instead of really choosing how do I want to dress myself? How do I feel in this dress? How do I want to do my hair today? Like a lot of the time women have been so neglecting their own needs and wants and desires because they think that's selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's just a lot of uncontrolled, like a lot of unconscious behaviors and patterns that happen here. But so, so much of this is the rewiring to really look and really understand why we behave a certain way Mm. and consciously choose to do it differently. Does that affect the way you brought up as well? Like the way you interact with the parents as well? Like if, if your mom is critical on you or your dad doesn't, you know, uh, pay much attention at home or rarely there, um, does that, that makes a, it would, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, everyone's got daddy issues, right? Um, <laughs> even myself, men men have daddy issues. Uh, women have daddy issues. But it just gets to a certain extent. Like, like you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, when you look at from perspective of masculine and feminine yep. relationship-wise, then you understand that a woman will look at her mother as a feminine figure. That's how she should be showing up in the world. And she would then look at her father. This is who I want to marry, right? Mm. If you're lucky and you've got really amazing parents, Mm. amazing. But most of us, unfortunately, don't. That's right. They just, you know, they didn't really have the consciousness to Mm -hmm. raise kids in a way that's healthy or loving a lot of time again you know they have inherited from their parents and obviously you know grandparents all of that so all the old stuff get passed on yeah. and yeah and, and I'm, i feel like really grateful that we are where we are now exactly. where the planet is awakening to new level of consciousness mm-hmm. and love and growth and we get to actually have this conversation yeah. and we, God, we can break the cycle we can break the cycle the generational transfer jane isn't it yes. it's amazing because what what uh, you know your parents inherited from your great 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 grandparents and what my parents inherited from my great 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 grandparents it's it's going to stop i mean we can change yeah. it i mean we can take the good bits the stuff that, that we've <laughs> learned the values and and you know that that, mm. uh, that have kept the family going for a long time. Now, but we can actually add the things that we've learned now and, and things. And so the way we programming our kids or, or, or ourselves now is actually a um, hundred times better than the way they would rewire their kids in the way. And, and the way I've noticed that the way people communicate now with, with, with their loved ones is totally different to the way it was before. Like with men, it was like, you know, a lot men would be just go to work, go to home. You know, and then that's it. Don't say anything and, and sit on the couch and, and do nothing. And the women will, will, you know, the traditional or the old school way of thinking is they tend to the kids and, and go home and, and the dad's only there to um, to use as a threat. Wait until your dad gets home kind of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so now uh, what we, I, I'm going to speak to, to the boys about this is us men, we need to be present as well. Because, you know, our daughters, uh, James, you said it before, you know, you, you marry someone like your father. But I, I would like to also say that you marry someone, you either marry someone like your dad or not your dad, opposite of your dad. And so as men, I, I know the, the other percent of you guys who are listening, um, you, you need to be the best example for your kids, not just for your daughters, but also for your, for your son, because they're, they're actually watching you. And that's what, exactly. and every day I'm thinking like that too with, with my kids. So I've got to watch what I do all the time <laughs> because I'm so paranoid, Jane. I'm so paranoid. It's like what I'm doing now is they're going to, I'm thinking about the great grandkids. They're going to be acting like me because they're going to, they're seeing that now, you know, goodness me, jeez. I already make peace with like me and my husband yep. we came together with like, okay, we make peace with this because as much as we we're trying to be conscious yep. and loving and do the best we can obviously at the end of the day if my daughter end up needing to go therapy so be it because you know because I, I just can't be the perfect parent I can't and this is the thing like I will try my best to show up and like for me I do believe that we lead through example, not through the way we talk, but through example. Mm-hmm. We embody what we 
preach. That's right. And with that, I will show up. Like for me, working in this space, like people ask me, like, you're a mum, mm. right? And you're teaching about sex, about like being a slut. And my and my response was like, I want my daughter to grow up and know that her sexuality is sacred. Mm. For her to understand how her body works, what lights her up, what turns her on, and have no shame whatsoever about her desires and able to communicate her boundaries, understand consent and permission. Like that like are skills that, gosh, yeah, we'll that, like, that's never so, get to be taught in schools, exactly. you know? What you said there, that is so important. I mean, women, not just in, in the bedroom, but in the boardroom or wherever they, they, they are, they need to demand what they, um, not demand, but say what they want. You know what I mean? In, mm. in that regards, because if, if they're just quiet and, and shy and timid about things, you don't ask, you don't get. So if someone is looking for that uh, career move or the relationship, the ideal relationship, if you're not going to ask, you're not going to get it. It's not going to fall on your lap. I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes, but... It's not gonna. It won't last. It won't last. You, you gotta go for it. Keeping the guy is another whole ball game. Exactly. You know? It's. I mean, my yeah. wife. My wife and I. We, we've been married for how many? How many years? Now? Fifteen years. Fifteen. Nearly sixteen <laughs> years. Right? Yeah. And so with us, communication is the key. I mean, we started off, uh, you know, long distance relationship and stuff. And and when we got, when we got together, when um, married and so forth. It's all about communication. So if there's something that she's not happy with, definitely I'll know about it. And if there's something I'm not happy with, I tell her. And I mean, you feel it. Anyway. Yeah, you, you do, right? If you're that, you know, connected, like you'll yeah. feel it anyway. Just like this big elephant in the room, and no mm. one talks about. You yeah. know, might as well have a proper conversation. But but the thing that I tell a lot of women mm. um, they work with is like, don't assume that men can read minds. We don't. We can't read mine. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> no one can. Hey, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Buddy, and share a story. I mean, yeah, I'm the men, uh, women who are listening. Men, we, you need to give us specific instructions and give it in all the visual, you know, um, kinesthetic and, and uh, whatever modes there are. So if you send someone, uh, your husband or your partner, to the shopping center, or grocery, you got to make sure there's a list, there's a photo on yeah. the phone. And you got to be ready to answer the phone when they ring you and find out what this is what you want or what not you want. So, so yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about. It's true for the bedroom too, you know. In the bed, exactly. That's what I'm leading to because uh, I want to jump into it. But in regards to men and and women, women, ladies, you, you got to tell what you want from your man. Hundred percent. And this is the thing, though. Like I think a lot of women not. Not that they struggle to just speak up and share what they want. They don't know what they want. That's a problem. Mm, yeah. You know, a lot of women, because they've always been, you know, passive, mm. especially in the bedroom. So they're not really, and especially if, and this is what I tell a lot of the women I work with, is if you are the kind of like two-minute girl, and what I mean by that, if you always go for the two-minute rub to get the hit of orgasm, does That's it take that long? Is it me. two minutes? <laughs> but a lot of women are busy women, and yep, they're like, exactly. "Let's get you know, let's get the vibrator, let's get the quickest hit." Mm. And this is the thing: if you actually don't spend time exploring your body, yeah, I'm not just talking about orgasm, like really yeah. spending time like with yourself, with your body. How how is how is it that the man can know like? where to touch you to make you feel safe but man How but man has had a lot of practice though jane <laughs> you know what i mean just saying you know yes and no like a lot of this is the thing like a lot of the time women fake it and th this is this is mm. actually a big problem Women think that like a lot of the time they're like, oh, I'm doing so amazingly. And then you, you get into women's circle. I've been yeah. so, in so many women's circle. Mm. And we have this whole thing where we fake it. We, we just like trying to pretend. And this is the same problem, right? Like when we put on a mask yeah. to show the world, you know, I'm happy, I'm good. We're doing the same thing in the bedroom where we just fake it. Yeah. 
just to get over with or we're afraid that our partner feels like rejected mm. or disappointed mm. and so we fake our pleasure we fake our orgasm and so men sitting here thinking oh my god i'm doing such an amazing job mm. and she's over here feeling completely dissatisfied yeah. empty unfulfilled and you're wondering why women are not interested yeah. in having sex and intimacy why mm. would you right mm -hmm. and so a lot of the time I share with women's like throw the fucking vibrator yeah. in the bin mm. and actually start exploring. It's not about orgasm. It's not. It's really about self-love. If you're not able to actually touch your body in a way that feel love and acceptance, and there's a big problem. That's correct. You got to tell your man, ladies, because how are we going to be better? How are we going to, how are we going to learn? You know? That's... And if you don't know your spots, if you don't know yeah. how to touch yourself, how how is it that the men supposed to know? Men can't read minds, and often we don't tell them mm. what we need, what we want, what we desire. Yeah, exactly. And that's where that's what I said before. Communication is mm. is the key. And and I guess you need to be open and transparent about what. But I mean, that's what a relationship is, right? I mean, you need to be transparent. You can't be hiding stuff. You know from your partner you got to tell them and you know it is what it is uh, brown is brown blue is blue not <laughs> gold or blue whatever you, you got to tell them if it's not good for you if it's not pleasurable it's not if it's you know then then you do it i guess it's it's getting past that um you know what you said on the on the in the slut the you bit you know unapologetic expressions you got to if it's going to hurt their feelings be it you know it'll hurt their feelings for now but in the long run, you both will be in, have, will have a richer relationship though, right? And we grow, like, because this is the yeah. same thing, you know, we're so afraid of conflicts and pain and discomfort. Mm. And so we'll do anything to avoid it versus actually through this, you know, uncomfortable conversation, we may learn something about each other. Actually, instead of, you know, instead of like oh you quickly go down and penetrate me mm. actually i would love if you can just hold me for 10 minutes and just mm. we just talk yeah like you learn different way to connect you learn a different way about each other and often we're so busy being on our phones that we actually don't have time for this kind of deep level of intimacy and connection yeah that is so true that is so true I mean, the phone is a phone in the bedroom is a romance killer. I I say, and the TV in the and bedroom the TV in the bedroom is a romance killer. So, it's I, I think it should be banned. I, I tell women there's two things that your bedroom is designed for: mm. sex and sleep. That's yep. it. No mm. TV, no food, even reading. Like a lot of the time, women read. You know, we yeah. we read in the bedrooms actually. It's allow your body to relax. If reading bring a lot of relaxation, mm -hmm. right? But if it's actually really engaged your mind, then actually it, it's actually not healthy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, and just leave the phone like. Yeah, leave gosh. the phone out. But I need it for alarm. So, but no, at least put on silent or, or whatever. But um, yeah. hey, going to um, going through. Uh, I remember seeing one of your posts, and you were talking about um, finding your passion. You know, mm. yeah. How how would you encourage women to to find passion um, in in not just a relationship but also in their life, Jane? Oh, good question. Um, I feel like um, it's not going to be. A, I'll, I'll tell you up front. It's not going to be a quick fix with mm -hmm. passion because I. This is the problem, right? It's not that we don't have passion. It's mostly because we can't feel. Passion is a feeling. Yeah. Right? And so whether it's passion for life, for your career or business, a lot of the time we have to dig in to what's inside of us for us to feel what we like, what we don't like, what we love, what we don't love. Mm -hmm. And often when we're constantly like numbing out, or disconnected, we can't feel. So that's the first thing, feel. <laughs> And second of all, um, passion is going to be different for everyone. And so instead of 
putting the pressure on yourself like oh i need to be like this person and have this kind of purpose it's it's i i see passions like sex right yeah the more you look for it the less likely you're gonna have it yeah and it's actually about being with where you're at and really looking around like your passion is already here in your life maybe in small you know Mm -hmm. small capacity but actually finding the pleasure in the small things first and foremost and actually recognizing what do I love? What do I feel joy in? Because the moment you start noticing a little bit of passion in your life, that's going to build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because here's the, there's a there's a downfall for a lot of personal development, especially if you've been to Toe Robbins and Walk on Fire. Mm. Find your purpose. Find your mm. passion. To be honest with you, I actually don't know what, what my purpose actually is. I have a sense. Mm-hmm. But to really put it down to where these are my purpose, yep. it's ridiculous because you don't know. As a human, you constantly evolve and change all the time. And with that, your purpose changes. True. And so instead of trying to find the thing, be on the journey, love where you at, you know, like have a relationship with life. Life is constantly showing you, mm-hmm. you know, opportunities, you know, relationships that continue to nurture that passion. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to find that thing, if you're really open to life, passion is always here. And then you bring that into work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring that into your business. You bring that into your relationship. You bring that into the way that you parent. Yeah. That's that for me is organic passion instead of forcing it because you can force passion for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, this, and this is the difference between the masculine way of doing things and the feminine way of doing things. Yeah. Because especially if you're a woman, our body is never design to be like a male body just we don't have the level of testosterone to keep pushing Mm -hmm. and hustling all the time we'll burn out Mm -hmm. and so you can start the fire but can you keep it right and so this is what i'm talking about like if you allow the fire in your body to like be nurtured every day and it can be small and it's really for me purpose and passion is a long-term game Mm-hmm. and I already you know made up my mind that you know I don't care about here's my purpose but at the end of the day when I lie down in my grave I just want to know that I live a really messy life <laughs> they get a go yeah. that you know I fuck things up mm. and I you know I leave and I try and I have fun and I love lots and I cry lots I just want a really messy life where I get a taste of everything. Yes. And that's yes. for me is passion. Passion is not passivity. Passion is not sitting here thinking in the mind. It's about getting mm. your hands dirty in life and being open to life. Yeah. And allow life to move through you. Allow yourself to feel. Mm. That's what life is. That's what passion is. Passion mm. is a feeling. I like that. That is, that's, yeah, you're right. You're right because you you hear you read books and you say yo what you find your passion 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 my passion changes every every time you know like you said it you said it best I mean if we had this conversation twenty years ago first of all I'll be giggling a lot because twenty years ago I, I was not mature you know mm. and now and 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 as you evolve you grow and and you experience life you get some setbacks knockbacks you get some wins small wins big wins. Mm. Your, your passion changes. 100%. So you, you hit it right in the head because who would have thought six, seven years ago we would be having this conversation? <laughs> I know. Yeah? And yeah, like six <laughs> years ago, the person that you'll be talking to will be yeah. so different. And so this is a big like yeah. to try to get this idea, this yes. perfect idea that if you find this thing, you'll be worthy and enough, mm. you chase it forever. It's a dangling carrot, you know? Yes, that's right. 
but that carrot keeps getting further and further away. And I, I, I think that we just got to be authentic with our own selves, right? And this is the the mm. message that you're you're you're, you're talking about and, and and you're advocating about is because you, you got to express yourself, you know. And you've, just be you. Just, just do be you. you. There's. I wrote down here. I wrote down on my notes here. I say, you know, don't fake it. Don't fake it. You know, you won't make it no, until you make it. it. You just yeah. got to go through it. Don't fake it until you make it. Just no, be you. Just be you. You got to. You got to do it because even acting as if. I mean, I mean, just acting as if. Yeah, is good. But you got to have the right foundation and fundamentals behind it, right? Like, um, you can you can beat your chest. You know, say say affirmations. Look, I'll show you. This is my cards that I write every morning. You know, my goals and my, I'm showing you this. People on the podcast can't see it, but I write my goals in the morning and do my affirmations and I do the same thing before I go to bed. However, if I, I can go on and on for like the next 10 years, but if I don't do anything about it, it's just going to be a collection of three by five cards that is just gathering dust, isn't it? Exactly. And yeah. looking back at it, it does change these goals. Like I've been doing this for many years now. And I'm looking at it, it's like goals have changed because either A, you've co co uh, completed them or something new comes up because that goal is not there anymore. You know? Align anymore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, one of my old goals was to have a, 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 a phone with a camera on it. And now every phone's got a camera on it. Imagine <laughs> if I still want that goal. I'd be, <laughs> be silly. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is a thing. It's, and this is where I talk a lot about yes. embodiment, mm. especially in the realm of feminine, yeah. you know, experience and pleasure, especially pleasure and sexuality, because you can sit there and think about sex, mm. you know, but pleasure, it's actually the domain of the body. You can't just sit there in the mind and just fantasize about it. Like it's yeah. actually, you have to actually feel pleasure mm -hmm. and embodiment comes in because i guess yeah for a long time like there's a lot of change like i've, I've made a lot of change over the years i've grown a lot but almost like I, I hit a point where it was like i just keep hitting the wall yeah and i keep saying the same thing and nothing really changed mm. and it's actually because there were like trauma and things being blocked in my body and so i could re i couldn't really like access more fire more passion i would just like almost like think about like zombie you know you walk around and just you know you only have a head yeah. and that's all it is and most people actually this is how they function in the world they live their life through the heads instead of feeling being in the world in this human vessel and right. i can't emphasize enough the you know the bit about embodiment because we are human being not human doing that's correct and so so much of that is about being mm. that's it well jane this is this conversation that we've had man this is this is great and i'm not sure if we've, we've delved if we have delved deep enough and things like that but i really i really like how the empowerment is encouraging a woman or a person to really dig deep even and, and man, express like, it even like, oh, being true, yeah. Being like, yeah even man will find this like really relevant yeah true because, yeah. because humans you know mm. but there's a lot of um what's it, what do you call it um toxic masculinity as well there's there's one extreme that with masculinity it's you're either too soft or you're too hard kind of thing you know it's it's a bit hard too and, and for for men for people for men for men specifically they're looking for that male role model and with me, with my background, it was like uh, 12, 13 years old, you know, my father left. And so I had to find other role models to, to do it. And some of the role models out there aren't exactly great, I've got to say. You know what I mean? You've got to learn and fend for yourself. And, and so uh, to, to, you know, to cut the long story short is you've you got to find things where you can learn and find people, the right people with the right resources that will actually elevate you to the next level. And, and what you're doing with this course and the stuff that you're doing for women and with me trying to do, you know, what I'm trying to do with this podcast is, is to uh, be that podcast that I needed to listen to when I was 14 years old. Hmm. 
I, I, I think yeah. I, I, that's what it is. It's like, yeah, I could, you know, bring in a, a mate of mine and talk about, you know, cars and martial arts movies and, and other things. Um, I can bring you along and, and, you know, we talk about health and, you know, sexuality and expressing oneself. But at the end of the day, you want to use a platform such as this to, to um, empower <laughs> others. And, and we can look back in 20 years' time and say, hey, J- you know, Jane, Thad, look, look at the stuff we talked about in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure we do we talk we, you know we, we, we do a uh, we, we, we have another chat in 20 years time it will be totally different Jane mm. you sound like expecting you know oh, sure of course of course but I'm talking about if we do another you know when we do yeah. another episode of look, looking back through the years like you know what they do in sitcoms when they, when they, um, yeah, they yeah. look back or oh, <laughs> the greatest moments and stuff yeah, it'll yeah, be like different a conversation will be different yeah. you, know? Yeah. you know well the thing is like it's just urging me, but I need, I need to say it. Go so, for it. Because you mentioned the word toxic masculinity. Yep. Plenty out there. Um, yep. So I would say that actually um, there's toxic people, not toxic masculinity. Mm. Good point. Because, Good point. Because the thing is, right, same with feminine. We, You know, mm. a lot of the time we don't talk about toxic feminine. Yeah. Right? We, we call out a lot of male in toxic masculinity. It's actually, it's not true. It's toxic patterns, toxic people who then use masculine as the way to control and gain power and dominate others mm. because of their pain and hurt. Because I, I just, because especially with my word, like I, I correct a lot of languages because language is so important for us, right? It actually mm-hmm. forms our reality. And so if a lot of women walk around like, oh, he's, you know, like he's a toxic masculine, it's actually not healthy for women because to recognize that actually he's just a really hurt man mm. who doesn't know how to do any better. Yeah. Yeah, and from there we can recognize they're also healthy men, conscious men, loving men, devotional men who's there to love us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a big distinction. And yeah, and you know, I know a lot of men who are really, really doing this work. I'm so grateful what they are mm. because yeah, I feel like the old the old paradigm is dying. Yeah when it comes to masculine and feminine and yeah but and there's got to be um but well, I, I think too they, they need to i mean some of them can't do it you know reach out and, and and ask for help as well and and look at other things uh because yeah you're right we're stuck in our old ways and and you the way you brought up in your model of the world is you know it's mm. both 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 sides right male male and female and you think that your your archetype of, of a male is this and your archetype of a female is that and that's the playback the the the, the cassette tape mm. that's playing in your mind and and you got to tape over it or something you know and, yeah and, and because do the thing well this, this is the thing like if you really go into masculine feminine studying yeah. and embodiment then because a lot of time we um we judge, you know, masculine power of dominance and, you know, warrior, more warrior energy that yeah. can you know, bring a lot of threat, you know, to mm. us. But actually that's also the kind of power that will change the world. And mm. so that's why I mean about there's no toxic masculinity. There's toxic people using, you know, the power mm. for their own agenda. Versus we can use the same... so. I'll give you an example, right? Go for it. And so there's the energy of killing and rape, which is the big mm. energy in dark masculine, right? Yes. Like a lot, a lot of men are actually terrified of this energy. It's there in, in a big collective. Yep. And also, this is the energy that for thousands of years have actually protected kingdom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you know, um, defeat enemies. Yes. And so we can yeah. look at it from both perspective of like, oh, you know, this is the energy that kills and rapes and, you know, violates. And at the same time, it's the energy that will heal and protect. But uh-huh. in the hands 
of the user, then mm. the energy can be toxic or healthy. And that's why I had to correct it is to really for men and women to look at mm. power is not the problem we are. Good point. How we choose power, how we use power is the problem. And so I, if men, you're listening to this, I really encourage you to claim your power mm. fully because we need it, right? Okay. We need more men in power, consciously, healthily, so that we can rise as a planet. Yep. We need warriors, heart warriors, you know, soul-guided warriors mm. to bring more change into the world. We have to be the change. And for women, like, the, the thing that a lot of the time women fear the most is also the one that they desire the most. You know, women, I mean, women's circle and women's like, I just want him to take me, to ravish me. It's the same energy Yeah. to take what he wants, to claim a woman. It's also the same energy that's like, you know, goes to war. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like, yeah, patterns here. And obviously this is as deep as we can go yeah, exactly. in yeah, this yeah. conversation. But yeah, there's, there's just like, it's a big topic to talk about when it comes to masculine and feminine. Yeah. But no, I'm glad you pointed that out and, and, you know, put your opinion on it because a lot of people needed to hear that as well. You're right. It's, it's not the archetype of masculinity or femininity. It's the, the person, the toxic, but going back and tracing their, their own growth and journey, you will see it from their background and their imprinting, isn't it? In their own paradigm that they that they have it. So that's good. That's good. Because there's a lot out there saying toxic this, toxic that. It, it really is the person using that. You know, when you were talking this before, I, I was picturing a scalpel, you know? A scalpel on the right, uh, given to the right hand or the right person can cut out cancer or kill someone yeah. and slash someone and kill someone. So yeah. uh, it's it's what we use with, with what, what's in front of us, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And just it's a lot of time it's easier to judge someone, yeah. to blame, mm. than actually take responsibility to work on ourselves and be the change. Exactly. And so, yeah, and, you know, we all of it, we all have these qualities within us. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, but no, it's good. Hey, I I didn't think it was gonna go to this this deep, man. I, I thought we were gonna talk about sex and stuff, but but that's all a part of it. It's <laughs> you know, but sex is not separate from it's all, life. It's, it's, it's all yeah, it's all intertwined. Yeah. It's all intertwined, you know. Exactly. And uh, it's life giving. It's uh, pleasure giving. It's 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 you know the essence of life. I, I say it it uh, it. it it moves mountains, I reckon. I, I say it moves mountains and, and, and you know, doing it with the right person is is, is a great thing, you know, and, and using it as, as, a, as a tool or a, or a manipulation or, or something to control someone, it's a bad thing. You know, the way you gain it and the way you, you give it is a bad thing too. Or it could be a bad thing. It could be a good thing. So... But, you know, and having an expert like you who's, who's uh, studied this stuff and, and communicating it to others, you know, learn, people can learn more about it. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing. The course is what? Yeah. In October, right? The first one. Or the, ne the, the next one is in October. In yep. four days. October 25th. Yeah, 25th. 25th, And, yeah, yeah we go for five weeks, full mm. journey into... All of it, all of it. No, that's great because I think five weeks is enough to to absorb the stuff and actually open up a few more doors to learn more, isn't it, about yourself? Because mm. you can't you can't learn something like that in in a forty five minute podcast. <laughs> I wish I could just like wrap it all up. Here you go. <laughs> I wish I it's like boom, like on the Matrix, you just inject it. And it's like pfft, yep. I've got. James yep. knowledge. There you go, got it. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's it's not. I mean, it's but look, where, tell me, where can they find out a, a bit more about the course, about you? Um, yeah, go for it. Let 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 the world know, Jane. 
Um, so you can find out more information. Just follow me on social media. Um, that will probably put the links. Oh, I will um, definitely. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. And just go to the website, um, sacredfeminindevotion.com. Mm-hmm. And you're finding all the information there. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really active on social media, as you yeah. know. So you, you'll great. find me. No, that's great. The, the stuff that you, you put out there. Um, for, for some people who 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 are, I don't know. Some people might go, "Oh, well, what is she on about?" But if you really think about it and not judge it by what it is, it's really how how I can uh, put this in my own life. They will get a lot out of it. I say. You know? Oh, for sure. For sure, it's, right? Yeah. It's really transformed, like, the, this work. Like, I'm not, this is a thing that I tell a lot of people, like, it's not like I read a Tantra textbook mm. and teaching you this. Like, I live and breathe this work for years. Mm-hmm. And it's come from my own embodiment of the work. I teach from what I, you know, I do, the kind of practices that I do because I know that, you know, like living and breathing it, there's yeah. results here. Mm-hmm. It's proven. Yeah. Um, instead of teaching it from textbook and so much of what, like my work is embodiment, so we'll get into processes where we get to work with the body. Yes. Because yes. the body doesn't lie. Like if you're frozen, you're frozen. It, it will show. And so we get to really work with the deeper layers within the body and we get to really go into, yeah, places that usually you wouldn't go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is where inhibitions go out the door and really learn, dig deep and, and learn about yourself, isn't it, Jane? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, lots of healing when it comes to, like, your own body. So if you have body issues, you know, if you're not feeling confident, you know, being naked, um, a lot of that will, you know, will get, to be transformed if you have sort of like any issues around you know sexual expressions speaking your desires owning your needs um yeah we'll we'll have practices in there to really help you um work on those issues awesome no that's great folks listening i I want you to reach out to jane uh both men and women um you'll you'll learn a lot from jane and uh yeah she she's a genuine og like she is what she is what she is and she <laughs> and she's she's very um very mindful and has a great story and uh and and has helped a lot of people so folks uh keep an eye out for her um the sh- the her info are on the show notes uh the course is or what well, well, one of the first anyway is october 25th right yeah. so there's still room October. left for people for people to to join yeah. awesome awesome uh, Jane, this has been a great uh, time, and I know um, you know I'm taking time from the family and stuff, and I really appreciate you stopping by. Um, I'd like to continue this conversation at another time um, and, and talk about some other aspects and and future courses that you'll be doing. Um, I want to learn more about what you do and and also share share some some more tips and hints for for our for our podcast listeners. So, hey, um, thanks once again, Jane, and. Um, Thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. I love it. <laughs> hey, we should have record. We should have pressed record before the before the actual. That was that was more funnier, actually. That's <laughs> no, all good. Oh my god, I'm just. This is one of my best podcasts I've done. I'm having so much fun. This is so good. <laughs> Jane, man, yeah. this is this, this is fun. Um, I mean, it's it's great to talk about the, the, these things. Uh, not a lot of people would want to talk about it. They think it's all taboo and, and stuff. But hey, man, it's... I go to the taboo. You bring the taboo and I'm going there. Yeah. I'm, just <laughs> thing. I'm just like, well, messy life, you know? Yeah. No, it's all good, all good. Hey, uh, whenever you come, want to uh, get back on the podcast, yeah, you just let me know, yeah? And um, we'll, we'll do it. And any courses that you want to promote, let me know. And we'll Amazing. we'll, uh, we'll let the people you. know. Uh-huh. I have so much fun, to be honest with you. I'm like, you tell me when and I'll fucking show up. (laughs) Really, I just like, I just really, I just want to, like, from the bottom of my heart, like, this has been so much fun and I really enjoy it. And, yeah, it's been such a great pleasure, really. Like, because I've done a lot of podcasts and this is like, I have been laughing and my jaw is hurting. (laughs) (laughs) I I should have taken a screenshot. I I was, but. I was like turning the the screen off and I was trying to take a screenshot because you were like 
smiling the whole time. So no, that's it's, hey, it's been like fun. So much fun. I love Jane, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. And, and mm. thanks for your insight. And um, look, mm. uh, anytime, yeah, anytime. So, and, and folks, uh, hit Jane up. Uh, any questions, any any queries, um, she's more than happy to help and, and point you to the right direction. So, it's been mm. fun, Jane. Thank you so much. And uh, everyone else, stay safe, stay focused. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, queries, or anything that you are unsure of, send me an email, thad at firmfocuspt.com. You can also follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter.